from the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to UGAHockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it, both on and off the ice. Summer Skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at SummerSkates.com. Adrian College, championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com slash mhockeyd1. Caesars Entertainment Resort and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack. ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. Oklahoma University. 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at OUHockey.net. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to another Monday night edition of College Hockey Coast to Coast. Scott Strandy joining you tonight live from Lake Elmo, Minnesota. My co-host, as always, from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are things on the island not far from where Aaron Rodgers is now on the sideline? Um, it's far enough. <laughs> I'm not going. How's your brother-in-law doing? <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, he's beside, beside himself. himself yet. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's like, oh, he's like five plays, five yeah. effing plays. <laughs> Ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, it's goodness. crazy. It, it anyway. is just, thankfully, it's almost hockey season because the football season's over. <laughs> well, we've got a great guest going to join us here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Rico Blasi, Very the head coach from St. Thomas, uh, will be joining me. I'll get him on the line here in just a minute. But uh, wanted to throw out the fact that the NCHC uh, all conference preseason ballots are in. And right. there are six players. I'm going to let you do that right now. And then in about three minutes, I'll be back with Coach Blasi, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. How about that? Oh, do I actually have to look this up now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to. It's easy. Just look at my ballot. Um, well, that doesn't mean I got it right. <laughs> oh, I did get them right. Uh, it was basically no, well, the entire thing was mine. Yeah. Except I think Michael just but... called me and said, you know, who are they? And let's put them down because that's right. Yeah. Okay. Because that's yeah. all right. Get going. Because I gotta call. I gotta call the coach. All right. Well, that's fine. Um, and we could discuss this obviously more the uh, when we have more time, whether it's tonight or 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 tomorrow night uh, when we do show. But uh, basically, the the all conference team 
uh, from the back up, Caden and Berico, uh, Colorado College, Sean Barron's at Denver, uh, Jack Pert at St. Cloud, Reese Gaber at North Dakota, Massimo Rizzo, Denver, and uh, Jackson Blake, uh, North Dakota. Uh, they got the rest of you guys got four of them right anyway. Um, you know, and, and just because you have it doesn't mean it's right. Um, personally, I had a few other players in there, but you know, I could see where uh, um, maybe six of one, half dozen the other on one of the guys. I mean, any of these guys. Um, I just went um, a, a little bit different. Uh, I went Shai Booyam okay, Paul. Sean Barron's, and I went uh, Vietti Mayetnin, uh over Massimo Rizzo. So I got it right. right. You guys just got it wrong. Well, we're going to get on to things right now because I've got uh, Coach Blasi with us. So uh, we'll get started here. Coach, you've got Scott and Paul with you. The head coach, Rico Blasi from St. Thomas Hockey, St. Thomas University Hockey, the Tommies. Coach, how are you? How have things been since we last talked way too long ago? Yeah, everything's great. I, I don't remember the last time we spoke. You guys don't really <laughs> like us too much, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, co- Coach, things have changed now. We're This podcast that you're on tonight is College Hockey Coast to Coast, so we're going to be talking a lot more about Tommy Hockey over the next, uh, well, infinity. How about that? Sounds good. Sounds good. I was just kidding. <laughs> no, no, listen, we, we get it. Believe me, we, we wish we could have everybody on every week. We love talking. <laughs> we love talking college hockey, and and uh, I, I, you know, I have myself have plenty to learn um, about the stuff that goes on on and off the ice. And you know, uh, every time I think I know something, I find out I know something I I don't know enough. So <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, that, that goes for all of us, Paul. That's uh, we're always learning something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Cool. Um, Coach, before we dig into your team and your schedule and all that good stuff, let's uh, find out what's been going on over the last couple of years because you guys keep building. Uh, you build a great roster. But before we start with that, I want to talk about your academics because they've been outstanding. You put players on the all-academic uh, list, and um, you got your athletic fund. Sounds like it's going great, Gund. And, and there's still a, um, a building on the horizon, correct? Yeah, it's uh... – it's been a busy couple of years. Uh, obviously, the transition from Division Three to Division One uh, uh, is not an easy one. We gotta. There's so many things that come into play. Um, it'd be one thing if it was just uh, you know our our hockey team that moved to Division One, but we're talking about an entire athletic department. So, um, you know, Dr. Eston's matrix on how all this thing was was going to happen uh, is quite remarkable to say the least. And um, everything from, you know, uh, rolling out the scholarship money for all the sports and uh, fundraising for uh, a new building to compliance, to academic coordinators, to admissions, learning the division one NCAA rules to being certified by the national, by the NCAA and, um, so all those things are happening as we speak. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. The people at St. Thomas are incredible. The work that goes on behind the scenes is incredible. Uh, and there, you know, the attitudes that we have uh, throughout our department from every sport to every administrator, um, you know, to everybody that works uh, tired, tiresome to, 
to make sure that our student athletes have the best experience. So couldn't be happier um, with what we're we're doing right now and excited about our future. Uh, uh, Coach, I I don't think people understand, and just to put it into perspective, uh, when you talk about things like that, um, you know, there's a a team in in your state nearby that uh, wears maroon and gold, and they're a big school, and and my alma mater, who also wears those same two colors a little further west, um, uh, is a big school. That is not you guys. You guys don't have... 45, 50,000 students plus uh, walking onto your campus every day, uh, which uh, makes it even uh, tougher, I would imagine, because um, the foundation wasn't really the, the size of what you guys really needed. You know, you're, you're kind of going as figuring some of it's figuring out as you go along, no? Well, the one thing, Paul, is we have a really proud tradition at St. Thomas in terms of hockey. We've played hockey now for over 100 years, um, Division three level, very successful uh, program, you know, right from the get-go. And as you know, we're in the state of hockey, so um, finding good hockey players is not really an issue. And and so the proud tradition still still exists. We have a great alumni group, very supportive alumni group, great fan base um, in terms of uh, believing in what we're doing and trying to and, tr- and what we're trying to build. But you're right, we're a unique institution. We're a smaller institution. We're a private institution. We're a private Catholic institution. A- academics is a, uh, at, a, at a very high level. Uh, in terms of the Catholic schools around the country. Um, and so, you know, we, we have something that, you know, some of those other schools maybe in our state and our conference don't have to offer in terms of a total package. So um, we feel really good about that. Um, yeah, we're not the team uh, across the river uh, or the institution across the river, nor do we want to be that that uh, um, institution we want to be st thomas and we believe in what we have and what we have to offer we're building a really nice culture with our hockey program of faith and brother and making sure that we're focused on three really what i would call pillars of daily behaviors and team dynamics and accountability and uh, we're a very relationship-based program and and really focused on on a process that we're all uh, going through and uh, our staff and our uh, administrators are very um, you know again not to take it lightly because I think sometimes it's cliche but we're in the, the business of developing student athletes and I think it you know with everything that's going on in, in college sports right now I am so proud of the athletes that we have on our team because they're here for all the right reasons. They're here to develop and become better people as we go along uh, in this process. It's not about, you know, what can you do for me or what are you going to give me? I think we're losing sight um, of what college athletics is really supposed to be all about. And that's to get to get to the point where you are the best version of yourself so that you can go out in the real world, whether that's pro sports or whatever. And, be a real difference maker in society. And I think, you know, at least we're not, we're not that institution. We're not 
there, and I'm really proud of the, the players that we have and the student athletes that really believe in what we're doing. Rico, if you can, give us a couple of timelines. Number one, on that new building, do we have any um, firm dates yet as to, to when you may break ground or when you may have a, a building to play in? And then secondly, give us an update on uh, your status with the CCHA. When can you play for a championship? When can you get to a national tournament? All that good stuff. Yeah, so our building is, uh, everything's progressing really nicely. Um, you know, fall 25 has been the target date, and that still remains to be true. And uh, we're really excited about uh, what's what's coming down the down the road here. So uh, in terms of a CCHA playoffs, we're allowed to play in, in the playoffs and win, you know, try to win a championship in our, in our conference. And um, as you know, it's a tough conference uh, night in and night out. Uh, we've got some really good institutions playing at a high level right now, and um, we want to be part of that conversation. In order to be part of that conversation, we gotta we gotta try to close the gap, and that's that's what we're gonna try to do. Um, in terms of the national tournament, we're in this probationary period right now. Uh, the NCAA, uh, this is a rule that was put in place a long time ago. Um, for a lot of good reasons, and and hopefully, uh, you know, some better better minds and, and some some people in, in uh, at a higher level uh, decide to to drop the years in terms of how many years we have to be on probation. But in any regard, it is for a good reason. We want to make sure you know the NCAA wants to make sure that uh, institutions are uh, in a good place and they're they're doing it again. One for all the right reasons. Two, they're financially stable and things like that and they're doing things in an equitable way and so that's where we're at we're in the middle of that right now we've got a few more years to go but uh, i think as we grow our program we're going to be hitting uh, hitting on all cylinders uh, right around the time we're eligible for the national tournament all right one quick follow-up on that before paul jumps in again but um talk about this athletic fund that you guys are setting records for a small university that shows me a couple of things, Rico. It shows me passion. It shows me that you have an alumni base that is really into things, especially athletics, as well as the academics. But how does that work? I mean, how does a small institution like St. Thomas produce this kind of uh, value? Well, I think part of it is the experience at St. Thomas and what what we're what our mission is all about. And uh, I think anyone that graduates from St. Thomas feels that that passion, that love, that, uh, that commitment to the greater good. And, uh, when you have that, that's, that's really contagious. And, uh, I'm so excited and, and so proud to be part of the university and, uh, proud to be part of our support group and our alumni. Um, you know, just the other day we had 90 golfers playing on a Monday, Monday morning, uh, hockey alums that, you know, range from uh, one of our alums played in the in the late fifties and played outdoor here at <laughs> St. Thomas. One of our, you know, ranging to one of our graduating seniors from a year ago. So uh, the passion is there, the love is there, the support is there. Um, it's a great institution. It's if you know, in, in the Twin Cities here, if you say you're from St. Thomas, um, somebody in the family as somebody that's gone to St. Thomas. It's, it's pretty remarkable. Well, I, I, I'll have to take, you know, you guys know the area much better than I do. I've, you know, um, and, and I don't doubt Yorker. that. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I don't, 
it, you know, I don't, I don't deny what it is. Um, <laughs> but I totally get that. I mean, listen, uh, there are times where I am surprised, uh, when, uh, like if I, I used to wear more shirts from, from work, but you know, every time I did wear something, it's like, you work there. Did you go to school there? So I, I kind of get that. So, yeah, um, yeah. but, but we have a few, a few more people around here than you guys have in Minnesota. So that's all. <laughs> anyway, um, coach, let's get to this schedule because Paul and I have commented all summer long since the schedule started coming out about, we think that this might be one of the toughest seasons in all of NCAA hockey. When you look at everybody's schedules, and you guys certainly are in that same spot. I mean, opening up at St. Cloud and then taking on Minnesota in a home-and-home and, home, and then uh, the rise of Lindenwood, getting them in your barn and Bemidji State. Um, are you happy with your schedule? I, I am. I mean, uh, first of all, we're very appreciative of everybody that's, you know, um, decided to play us. I think it shows you what a close-knit uh, group the, the hockey world the college hockey world is and and how important it is to play teams that are uh, up and coming or transitioning to division one or lindenwood um or or alaska anchorage coming back or robert morris i think these are are important games for all of us and, uh, we're not going to shy away from playing the best teams in the country we uh we encourage it we want to know where we're at as a program not only on the ice but off the ice we're going to learn so much about our, our program um, playing those teams and, and where we need to go and how, how hard we have to play and how well we have to prepare. And, um, you know, so I, I think it's, it's, it's great. We want to play the best because you want to be the best. And I've always had that philosophy at, at any institution that I worked at. And, um, you know, to me that there's no better, no better way to, to do it than to play the best. And uh, that's what we're going to do. It's going to be, it's going to be a challenge, and it's going to be fun, and uh, we're all looking forward to it. Well, I, I'm glad to see, Coach, that you guys decided to slide into the easy part of your schedule there right at the beginning, <laughs> um, playing yep. uh, some in-state rivals there, a home-and-home home in St. Cloud. I love those. Um, and in less than, you know, in less than eight, in eight days, you're playing four games. you got two games against that other maroon and gold team. Um how did that game end up going to XL and how excited are, is your fan base and, and your players about playing that game in that building? Well, first and foremost for the players, it's going to be a game and uh, you know, we'll focus on that. Uh, once we step on the ice, we're, we're focused on trying to do what we need to do to, uh, to play well and, and, uh, and go from there. But in terms of our alumni base and our fan base, the reason why we moved to Excel and hopefully in a few years when we have our, our own building, uh, this will be, uh, you know, a, a river rivalry. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it makes sense for us to play. We're seven miles away, our campuses. Um, I think both fan bases uh, will enjoy the competition and the, the banter back and forth. And we've sold already 800 student tickets um, which is remarkable for an institution that, you know, is almost 10,000 students at large. Um, and so it's going to be a great atmosphere. And uh, we wanted to make it special for not only for 
St. Thomas in Minnesota, but hockey in our state. So, um, and then Twin Cities. So it'll be it'll be great for our brand. It'll be great for uh, uh, all of us, and uh, you know, in terms of uh, getting our brand out there and playing, uh, you know, the runner-ups from the national tournament last year, and, and probably one that'll be favorite to win the national championship again this year. Rickley, you also get a new opponent uh, this year, not far from you, over at Augustana. I was over there about a month and a half ago, maybe, and uh, that new building is going to be fantastic. But um, we have to give Paul a geography lesson all the time. You've got so many schools you can play that are just a short bus ride away. Uh, how nice is that going to be to finally see college hockey at the NCAA level in the state of South Dakota? Well, you know, uh, Sioux Falls is only three hours away, so it's uh, it'll be really nice. And um, you know, they're they had a whole year. You know, talking to, to Raps, he's he's had a whole year to recruit. Which, boy, I tell you what, he's done a really great great job in, in putting together his team. And uh, we're excited to go there. We're excited to play and um, to have another rivalry uh, three hours away is is good for college hockey. And um, you know, even though they're over the border, I think it's still going to uh, attract some fans to go back and forth. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, Coach, this is uh, as someone who uh, is relatively new, especially compared to you guys, to, to, to being around college hockey. Um, the, the great thing that most college hockey fans say is that the smaller schools can compete with the bigger schools uh on on the ice and um it's even starting to be that way with the arms race because with you guys getting ready to put up a new building augustana coming in because they're getting and getting a new building yukon with a new building sacred heart with a new building bentley with a new building uh cc with a new building i mean just i have to say because they'll get mad at me if i don't asu with a new building um <laughs> that's about a dozen buildings in in like less than three or four years and that's awesome no well I, I think it just shows the growth of college hockey and uh, uh, the energy and the passion on the campuses that play division one hockey and um you know it's it, having been in college hockey now for almost 30 years 30 plus years as a player um from where where we started to where we are today it's only going to get better and um, everybody does such an unbelievable job now, and there's so many uh, good programs uh, vying for championships and conferences and national tournament that uh, it makes for a great product on the ice, and you can see um, the product moving on to the National Hockey League. Um, so there's so many examples of uh, you know the work that's gone in over the years. Uh, and the people that have gone before us, the coaches, the players, to where we are today. And hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm kind of one of those coaches in between. I I remember some a lot, a lot of the old uh, guard, and I'm still young enough to be one of the one of the new guys. And um, hopefully, as we continue to go, we don't forget about uh, all the people that laid the groundwork for what we have today. And um, it's a pretty special. Um, place to be in division one uh there's only 62 of us and um it's uh 
it's pretty remarkable to see teams doing so well that are not your traditional big big schools. That's that's impressive. Okay, before we get to your roster, coach, I want to ask you about the uh, announcement of the uh, Summit League streaming service that will get you guys uh, a little bit more exposure, won't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, you know, for the Summit League, that's you know encompasses the entire. Uh, athletic department uh in terms of our league we're we're still really focused on the ccha and being a really strong member and um and then supporting all the initiatives that uh, commissioner lucia and the rest of the institutions in our league are um are supporting so flow sports is part of our package uh i know we're we're hopefully working on a on a linear TV deal here in the Twin Cities. And uh, so a lot of good things happening uh, uh, across the conferences. And obviously being part of the Summit League helps us with uh, with our brand as well. Okay. I'm going to jump in about the, uh, the, the roster that you put together. I, I love it. I love your mix of young and old. Uh, I want to talk about two guys that you got as grad transfers. One, uh, I call it a homecoming for Matthew Gleason gets to come back to St. Paul native and, and play for you. And I had a chance, uh, as you know, to uh, cover Colorado college now for the last few years. And Matthew is one of the nicest players I've ever talked with. Um, so to have him on your roster and then he brings along a good friend and no pro cop. So how, how much, how important are those two going to be for your team this season? Well, Maddie, Maddie, you know, at Creighton, uh, uh, here in, in the, in St. Paul was, uh, is considered all world when he plays. So he's uh, he's coming home, and uh, he's got two years of eligibility left. So we're really excited to have Maddie. And he fits in with our culture and our team um, so well, and, and we're so happy that he's here and and playing for us. Um, looks great on the ice. Uh, looks great in purple. Uh, Noah, you know Noah, when he was tr- on the transfer portal from Omaha. A few years ago when I when I first got the job he was one of the first calls I made um, and you know at the time I understood why he didn't come to St. Thomas uh, we were just you know starting we didn't really have a, a basis to, to begin with we had a lot of division three guys so I, I understood his decision not to come to St. Thomas and once he graduated from from CC and he still wanted to play another year um, you know, we were able to connect and, uh, you know, it was, I think it's going to be great. I think he adds a leadership and, um, something at the center position that we, that we needed to, to have, uh, a guy that can win faceoffs and, and play with different guys up and down your lineup. So we have him for a year and, uh, we're going to make the most of it. Coach, you have a, a freshman class coming in of about eight students. Um, but this being, you're right there, Scott. Uh, this being your, uh, you know, your third season, you now have guys where uh, they've been in the program, and are things progressing along those lines the way you expected them to? Uh, because uh, you know, in talking to other coaches that have had first and second year programs, you literally are crawling first before you can actually stand and walk, let alone run. Uh, but you have to be in the run stage now, no? Well, I think we're getting close to that. Um, I think we made some really good progress, and, and you know, I think we closed a little bit of the gap 
especially in the second half of last year. Uh, I felt like we were playing some really good hockey at the beginning of the year with 12 freshmen a year ago. Um, we focused on really bringing in uh, a young freshman forward group. We only brought in one defenseman. Um, this this year's class really is focused on the decor. Um, and so our, our plan is, you know, starting to take shape. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about performance uh, on the weekend and we have to we have to get there consistently, and we haven't been there yet. So, uh, but we we feel really good about where we're at. We're at, you know, just so we're clear. I mean, we're, you know, the 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 limit for scholarships at Division One level is eighteen, right? Uh, right? We'll be at fifteen this year, and then eighteen at next next year. So that also is part of the plan and building as we go through the first three, four years. So um, hopefully we can perform the way we did uh, in the second half last year and, and uh, do that consistently for, uh, throughout the year, and we'll close the gap a little bit more and, um, and keep building. As you said, you have to start running at some point. Um, we're going to take the training wheels off this year and, uh, and see what happens. Well, for those that – Oh, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, for those that, that you know, don't – to have the the numbers in front of them. I mean, you guys were really only two games under 500 in the conference, uh, one game under 500 at home for the season. Um, and like most inexperienced teams, you guys struggle on the road. Um, is there really any, you know, outward way you can combat that other than just experience of being on the road? Well, like I said, I think uh... – Part of it was, you know, we wanted the first year, you, you know, it's a little, a little bit easier to recruit. We're not going to get into recruiting philosophy, but it's a right. little bit easier to recruit forwards when you're looking for, for forwards. And so we wanted to make sure that when we were recruiting our defensemen that we gave them enough time to, to develop at the junior level and come in and be ready to play. So we weren't going to rush the most, probably the second most important position after a goaltender. Um, is your decor and and so we didn't want to rush that so we we had to wait a whole year to really revamp our decor and we did that this year so hopefully that'll start to pay a little bit of dividends here as we gel together as a team adding the transfers i think will really help we added another grad transfer from ohio state and james marooney a uh, real veteran of, of, of the Big Ten and played in some really big games. I think he's going to give us something on the back end that we uh, we didn't have a year ago. So, um, you know, again, it's 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 like you said, you gotta you gotta build it. And sometimes, you know, as coach as coaches, you want to build it a little bit quicker, and maybe you might miss out on a couple of guys. And, and then, maybe, you know, that's when you start making mistakes. So we didn't want to do that. We wanted to make sure we were patient. Um, we want to do it the right way. The, the biggest thing for me when, when we took over here uh, was to make sure that our culture was in a good place. Because when you start uh, recruiting uh, for the future, you have to have a good basis in, in your culture and, and making sure that your locker room's in a good place, making sure that your identity is what it is. Because uh, you don't want to deviate from year to year, right? Um, your culture is your culture. That's what you believe in. That's where you're going to be. You recruit to it. You play to it. And everything you do from a day-to-day -day basis has got to be 
geared towards that. So um, once we were able to establish that, now we start to kind of let the ball roll a little bit on the, on their own. Now they gotta they gotta go out and do it. Like I said, we take the training wheels off. We let them go now, um, and you know we're gonna we're gonna be there to hold them accountable, and and hopefully uh, manage them the right way. Uh, but at the end of the day, they got to be able to go out there and perform, and that's what we're working for. Coach, you've been on the ice with the guys now for a little bit, and um, you probably had a chance to do even more evaluations uh, before they got on the ice. But what are you seeing right now? What do you like? What do you think you want to improve on? What areas are going to be your strength? Yeah, I mean, we've only had uh, about four days of practice. Uh, we started school after Labor Day, so – um, I like what I see. I like our speed. I like our size. We have a little bit more depth than we had a year ago. Um, you know, we're just in the process of trying to gel together as a group. And, um, you know, you would think that with the depth that we have, we'll have a little bit more of a round, you know, a little bit more scoring from different areas. Um, hopefully defend a little bit better. Um, our Aaron Trotter, our freshman goalie, is now a sophomore. Um, so it, it's amazing to me, even after all these years, what a uh, you know what a spring and a summer between your freshman and your sophomore year can do to a, a young student athlete that puts himself in the in the gym and and works hard and and uh, really uh, starts to kind of become uh, you know what I would say. Uh, you know, a college division one athlete uh, and the professionalism that, that goes along with it. So I'm excited for those guys. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but um, you know, we got a long way to go and we're just going to go one day at a time. Again, I know it's cliche, but um, you know, we try to be where our feet are and, and uh, we'll see what happens. Coach. And if I get, and I have, if I have this wrong, please tell me um, because it's what fans do. Um, so it may not necessarily be what coaches do, but, um, as you sit there and your roster takes shape, uh, I assume you play around in your head with whatever combinations you think might work. How long does it take before you, in, in, in a normal year? I mean, and I don't even know if you can answer this question. Before you say, you know what, that's not working. I need to switch this up before the season even starts. Does that happen a lot, or is that more of an in-season kind of thing based on way maybe the way a guy's playing at that time? You put some hot guys together, or you spread them out to make it a little bit more balanced. How how how, how what is that process like? Well, I think it's always uh, something that you're looking at. Obviously, you're recruiting these players so you're trying to recruit to where they fit in best right we can't have all the same type of players so um so you already have an idea as you go into the recruiting process what you're looking for and then finding that particular player and and slotting him in a certain spot now that doesn't always work right and that's what practice is for and putting him in situations that are uncomfortable and making sure that you you drill them the way that, uh, you know, they're either going to gel or they're not. And so there are times where we'll, we'll tinker with lines and, and pairings um, quite often. And then there's times where, 
you know, they're fine. You don't need to worry about them. They're, they're, they're getting along real well. And then there was times where, you know, in the past and some of the real good teams that I was fortunate enough to be a part of, uh, we had to change it every other week because they just, they got stale and just being with a new person on the line helped. And, uh, that doesn't mean that you don't ever go back to the same pairings or lines, but, uh, sometimes change is good. And the, you know, the way the game's played now, you should be able to play with everybody anyway. And, um, you know, it's, uh, but it is, it's, it's somewhat of an art, you know, you got to know the right, right, uh, buttons to push and pull the right strings. And, and that's, I think that's where our culture really, um, I feel is really important. Uh, the relationships, the communication, um, you know, the feedback that we get, um, those are all really important pieces to, to our decision-making. Rico, I've asked a, a lot of coaches we've had on kind of the same question. So I want to ask you that too, but uh, Paul and I have also talked about the growth of talented players, the pool of talented players out there. And when you're recruiting right now, um, is it difficult to recruit players that maybe were stars on their junior team or wherever they're coming from and get them to buy into a system? Because sometimes, uh, and I commented on uh, Team USA this year, the uh, the under-18s, I said, it looked almost like they had too many superstars and was like, this guy's so good, we can't leave him off. But but is he the work pill guy? Is he the guy that can kill penalties? Is he the guy that's satisfied uh, with his minutes on a third line or on specialty teams? Is that a tough situation? Has it gotten tougher? Well, I guess you know it all. It all depends on what you're doing, right? How your 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 philosophy, what your philosophy is. Our philosophy has always been to recruit a team, and so when you're talking about a team, you've got to have different uh, personalities and different roles, and and guys have to fill those certain roles. So, if you're recruiting to those roles, then I think it's a little bit easier when you get them on campus, if you're recruiting top six forwards all the way through, then somebody's not going to be happy. And, uh, you know, that's where the disconnect starts to happen. But, um, listen, they're just in the state of Minnesota, as you guys know, there's over 200 players playing <laughs> division one hockey. Uh, as I've, I've told everybody, we only need about 20 of them and the right ones to play at St. Thomas. So, um, the talent pool is out there. You got to recruit the guys that fit your identity and fit your culture, and um, you know sometimes that's tough because you're battling some really good institutions, especially here in our state. Um, but you have to find that that balance, and you have to find those those role guys, and and obviously you need enough skill to compete at the highest level. So uh, it becomes quite, uh, uh, you know, that's that's what Coach Hayward and Coach Leyland do every day. They <laughs> evaluate talent and value talent. And then we go from there. Okay, so let me um, kind of follow that up. You mentioned your assistant coaches. The NCAA loosened the restraints a little bit, let you get another one uh, if you chose. Um, and and I talked about this as well, too. There were a lot of times I'd be at a game and I'd see a head coach and an assistant coach missing the other assistant coach because they were out recruiting. Um, how nice is it to be able to have the capacity now to have that if you choose to have a few more bodies, whether it's recruiting for you or being on the bench with you at game time? 
Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good for the student athlete. I think it's good for the staff and the balance and the work-life balance uh, that, uh, you know, some of these guys are on the road a lot. I can, I can tell you our first year between the three of us, we were on the road over 200 days uh-huh. you know, trying to recruit a team. So um, I, I think those are, are that, you know, I think that's a really good thing. We, we were able to hire our director of hockey ops, Zach Richards, who's also an assistant coach. Uh, working with our goaltenders, so um, so I think it helps some of the younger guys get in the business and and feel the way around the recruiting uh, network and and understanding what it takes to be a coach at the Division One level. So uh, you know, all good for for what we're doing, and and uh, you know, it'll be nice to have uh, some help uh, not only at games but on the road as well. So are, does this mean, uh, say, for example, this weekend you guys are all going to sleep at uh, the Schwann <laughs> Center for the, sh- the NHL show, showcase? Paul wants to know oh, if you're all going to sleep at the showcase. Well, yeah, as you know, there's there's like three different things going on here in the Twin Cities this weekend. So <laughs> the North American League is one of them. The Blades Showcase is another. Then, you know, they, they've got uh, – we've got the Elite League going on here as well. So uh, between the four of us, we're – we're going to be scattered all over uh, the Twin Cities. And, and you know, in that regard, it's, it really helps because it's not just one or two guys bouncing around everywhere. We can we can divide and conquer and compare notes later. All right, final one for me, Coach. Uh, I did want to ask you about that. Paul led me into it with the North American League and the showcase here. But how, how, much, how much better – has the talent gotten at the North American Hockey League now? And, and you've been around a while. I know you started coaching, what, at 11 or whatever. Paul, if you see him, you'll know that he's like 41 now or something. I he's know. Like, I, I, anyway. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> but anyway, Coach, how good has the North American Hockey League gotten? It used to be the great goaltenders or good goaltenders came out of there, but now it's great hockey players all the way around, right? Well, there's just so many good programs and good good players coming out that you know they got to find a home and uh not everybody can play in the ushl and the north american league does a great job in their uh, and you know the teams and supporting their their local teams or wherever they are and then they, they hire really good coaches to coach their teams and and so you know the players that we've coached over the years that have come out of the north american league are are, are top-notch guys and, and we're excited about uh, their future as well, and um, you know, I, I I know their commissioner a little bit uh, from our Miami days, but uh, he's doing a great job in North American League and, and growing the the game and growing that league. So uh, I'm excited to go see some games this weekend, and uh, I'm sure the players are excited to to showcase their talents to to everybody. I I guarantee you, everybody will be here this weekend. <laughs> I told Paul that. I said, it's a crazy scene at, at the Super Rink. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's, if you don't get there at a certain time, you're parking about two miles away. So <laughs> it, it's, oh, that's sad. But it's, it's great to see the, the game growing so much. Well, see, and, and I try to look at things as the, uh, um, the layman here, because Scott probably knows all those things you're talking about, but those two other tournament showcase what are those well the blades is more uh, u18 u16 
Um, and so those are the future of what we're going to start to recruit here. Um, and then obviously the elite league is the high school before high school season starts. And so those are some of the players that we'll be watching uh, for the future as well. So uh, a lot going on here in the month of September. Uh, uh, you know, it, it almost feels like, you know, summer's just uh, about to end and all of a sudden all these leagues start. And we're not even talking about the leagues in Canada or USHL. That's that's just here in the Twin Cities in the North American League. Yeah. Coach, we appreciate you taking some time and uh, and visiting with us. I know your schedule is crazy busy. I also uh, thank you for coming on on such short notice. I, I had the brainstorm today. I got to call Tony and see if Rico's available. And he graciously got me on and you came on. So we certainly appreciate it. I got to get over there and, uh, and watch a practice or two sometime pretty soon. Anytime, uh, Scott. And I appreciate it. Paul, good to have you back. And uh, yes. I love that New York accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, see, I sometimes I hear it, though, Coach, and it makes me crazy. So, uh, you know. My, you know, my, my wife's I, originally from New Jersey, so when she gets upset with me, I can hear it. Oh, well, yeah, well, I definitely hear uh, Yes. <laughs> well, Rico, when you ever get to Long Island, look Paul up. He's got the biggest estate you can find out oh, there. Oh, that is such crap. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you heard wrong. Rico, Rico, <laughs> there's been talk this year that a lot of teams that go to play Long Island are going to stop by Paul's house just for the pictures. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're going to be looking for something that doesn't exist. Let me give you a little bit of advice, Paul. Hockey players eat a lot. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I know. I, I, I am I am aware. I, I did coach a couple of years, so uh, we were on the road, uh, 13 and 14-year-olds, because not only were they hockey players, they were just turning into teenagers. So that was like double jeopardy. There you go. Rico, right. thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Can't wait, wait to watch you guys on the ice and uh, see some game action. So you'll see me a few times this year. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, night. Coach. Absolutely. That's the head coach from St. Thomas University, Rico Blasi joining us. Paul and I will be back in just a couple of minutes to wrap up another ep- uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey Coast to Coast. We've got some NCHC all-conference people to get more into because I know Paul didn't tell you that I picked the exact preseason lineup. Uh, we'll be right back. Whatever. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our Best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us. For all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. 
after a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goalie. Score. Kill before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. This is ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Indeed, it is College Hockey Coast to Coast. It's our Monday night show, our national show, if you will, where we talk to coaches, players, administrators, whoever would like to speak about hockey, college hockey across the country. Scott Strandy with you tonight in beautiful Lake Elmo, Minnesota. My co-host, as always, from that big, beautiful palatial estate. Well, word is getting around. Even Rico Blasi yeah. knows about it. Paul Hornstein. <laughs> wow, you got people. Trouble, aren't I? You got people snowed. Um, oh, wow. that's a that's a great word to use when I'm in Minnesota and uh, well, no and kidding. September, I got people uh, snowed. Yeah, well, there are some other words I would use, but we we try anyway, to keep this family friendly. We only allow always, Rick Zombo to kind of push that envelope a little. It's always great to have Coach Blasi on because so insightful. Uh, I swear, the guy looks like he's forty. Um, he's talking about being around college hockey for 30 years. <laughs> I'm going, my goodness gracious. Oh, what did you start I, when you were 11, 10? I don't clearly. know. Uh, I mean, clearly. Anyway, he has got passion, fire, energy um, equal to anybody else in this game. And, um, boy, the St. Thomas Tommies could not have gotten a better hire, I don't think, to uh, undertake what they're doing. And, you know, it was, it was fun to hear about the plans for the building uh, 2025 opening is their hope, uh, and they're on track for it, which is great. Um, their fundraising for their athletic department oh. is off the charts. Uh, what they do, I mean, y- you talked about them having to move up from Division Three because they were beating everybody so badly. Um, yeah. Division One, that pretty soon they're going to be really, really competitive in Division One too, and will be winning some championships uh, across the board. Well. You know, and no, see, I can't say it. I can't say it <laughs> because that'll just make me nauseous. Go ahead, go what? ahead, get it out. I mean, just uh, no, I can't. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I was told when they made this. I was told when they made this jump that 
that uh, there was a few dollars uh, in the, in the coffers, and clearly uh, that is the case more than anybody thought, um, and that always helps. Oh yeah, yeah, it certainly does, and um, they're put into good use. And you know what I like about Coach Blasi and his philosophy, and I've loved this from his days at Miami as well. He knows his identity. He knows the identity of his team. He recruits to the identity. I think sometimes, Paul, people get so caught up in talent that they forget. And I've been harping on this. You know, one I do. A, a year ago, it was about relevancy. It was about staying relevant coming out of the pandemic. And, and this year, I'm really into this team building thing because I, I think it's becoming an issue some places where there's just too much talent and not enough as I say, hard hat, work pale guys, guy. And oh. coach said that straight up front. He goes, you know, I, I recruit a team. I, I, I don't want 24 uh, top notch stars because I know they're not going to fill my roles and they're going to be unhappy. I can't well, take all top six forwards if I need to fill, you know, 12 forward spots. Well, here's the thing, right? Um, uh, it's funny, five years ago, you never heard the word culture. Now it's it's the preeminent um, mindset. I mean, I, that's probably not the right word, but it is like the, the, the number one on the hit list of, of trying to build your program. Uh, I'm not saying it wasn't before, but it's never been this out front. It's never can put, been. Can I put an opinion on why I think that is? No, because then I have to tell you whether you're right <laughs> or wrong, and you're usually wrong. No, I'm right. Uh, there's this thing called the portal, Paul, and there's this uh, pandemic that rolled through the country. And I think what that did was create a talent pool that, nobody in hockey was ready for and they started finding out just like i was telling you with team usa what's happening is you get all these talented players you're putting together a 23 25 man roster or 27 whatever it is and and you're looking at it and you're saying like i can't leave him off he's too good i can't leave him off he's too good and you're right you're 100 right but if you're building a team to win a championship you gotta find the pieces Right. You can't have, as Rico said, you can't have all top six forwards, because if you do, eventually somebody's going to get unhappy and that's going to tear through your locker room. And the next thing you know, you're planning for next year. Well, as a uh, famous coach once said, I'm not looking for the best players, Craig. I'm looking for the right ones. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine no, that just, right I'm here from just, the state of Minnesota. I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, you know, I, listen, I, you know, uh, and, you know, he was right. So, yep. Well, it depends what you're trying to do. Are you trying to build a championship roster or are you trying to build a group of guys that are going to go play in the NHL and um, maybe, maybe help out your alumni fund or, and I'm not saying that this is right or wrong. I'm just saying that if you're, and you know, this, I said this two years ago, there were two teams in the frozen four that wanted badly to win a national championship. And there was two teams that 
would like to win a national championship, but it wasn't the be all end all. And, um, you know, that, that to me, if you can do both, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So, um, you know what? Kudos to coach for, for doing it the way he does it. You mentioned the size of St. Thomas. It's very small, uh, tight knit community. There are a lot of things that they offer that other schools don't just because of um, their Catholic heritage and the fact that they're a small private school. But no, boy, oh boy, do, do not take them lightly on the ice. I'll tell you that right now. No, no, no. I, I, I kind of get I, I, I do have a feel for the culture. I did spend eight years, seven years um, at, at, at uh, Catholic education institutions. Uh, okay. I get it. Okay. But yeah. you, you hit it right on the head when you, you brought that up. And I thought Rico did a great job of, uh, of displaying that, too, as he said, you know, we're seven miles from the University of Minnesota, and we don't want to be the University of Minnesota. Thankfully. And I know you smiled widely on that one, didn't you? I absolutely did. <laughs> and, and I'm going to say this, and I'll say this just because I'm sure it doesn't get said enough. Um, I am not the way I am because I have anything against Coach Motzko. And 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 his staff, not that has nothing to do with them, or his players. Let's get that out there too. Well, okay, oh, maybe not most of his players anyway. <laughs> I don't know them, but I'm I'm gonna say it's not has nothing to do with stuff on the ice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, always great to have him on. We got a couple minutes left to quickly run over this NCHC All Conference. Uh, preseason poll that was done. 27 ballots, I'm told, uh, were submitted uh, right. on this. So people that cover the, each individual team and then some national media people, of which you and I would fall under that category now. Okay. Um, and it was difficult. You and I talked about this when we were putting our ballots together. It was a difficult, right. difficult task. And I don't think there were any <sighs> rights or wrongs. But, um, you know, when you look at it, I was right. You weren't, but you know, I, I was outvoted. <laughs> Did you not look at my ballot? It was uh, the exact ballot that turned up. Well, once again, uh, I'll sit here and tell you that. Uh, and it, I was right. That's all you, you have wrong. to say. No, it's just people. People quote agreed with you, and you know they agreed with somebody that was wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's all there really is to it. Okay, let's run through this from the goaltenders first. Uh, Caden the Sponge and Barrico of the Colorado College Tigers. Who? who? What? No. Yeah. That, stop that. That's embarrassing. And I don't know who you're talking about. but uh, who, who are your defensemen on this uh, all-conference preseason team, Paul? Um, are you asking me who I picked? No, I said, who are they? I know who you picked. Oh, who are okay. the ones that were selected? All right. Well, Jack Pert, which is correct. Out of St. Cloud. Oh, Sean Barron's? Are you trying to tell me that Sean's Barron was not correct? Because uh, he's going to be here on Wednesday. That's and fine. I have to Whatever. I put in Shy Booyam. Oh, oh, yeah. I know he did. Uh, anyway. Okay. So, Sean Barron's, Jack Peart. Um, the forwards, I, Paul. Um, Jackson Blake. Uh, from the North Green Dakota. and White team. Yeah, North Dakota, yeah. Uh, I had him on the. I, he was on my my ballot as well. Who else you got? Uh, Reese Gaber. Yep, North Dakota. Um, North Dakota also on my ballot. And uh, who was the third forward? 
the right one or the one that got uh, no the one that the one that got on here Massimo he didn't mean any ill will no it's it. nothing against Massimo Rizzo at all nothing against him at all <laughs> uh, it really Rizzo. it really came uh, for me anyway University of Denver for me anyway it really came down to more like Mietnin is almost like the offensive MVP of his team. Okay. And, and while he may not quote uh, have the spotlight like Rizzo does, you know, I, I mean, I that it, that was the kind of the deciding factor for me. Nice. Nice. Well, anyway, they're out tomorrow. The uh, the teams uh, preseason poll of the NCHC will be announced. Right. And Wednesday media day. So if you're uh, inclined, check out the uh, social media accounts of NCHC, and uh, you will see some interactions with players most of the day. They have either Facebook or Instagram, I think, going on. So all kinds of good stuff. I will be there along with uh, Nick Maxson, and right. uh, we'll be. Catching up with our four teams, of course, North Dakota, Colorado College, Omaha, and Denver. And um, we'll be letting everybody know what's going on. Of course, Heather Weems, the commissioner, is going to give the State of the uh, Conference speech. And uh, Mike Schmidt, the new director of officials, will uh, have an opportunity to speak and uh, talk and, about officiating. And, and by the way, as, as, a, as a point of clarification, okay, um, in no way uh, was the fact that Nick was is is a St. Cloud alum have anything to do with my picks. <laughs> oh, he'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> anyway, so. um, always great to have Rico on. Go ahead and take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. The Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with two locations in Tempe and one in Pine Top. Lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, delivery is made easy no matter where you are. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app or for download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios and a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say a big thank you to the head coach from 
the St. Thomas Tommies, Rico Blasi, for joining us tonight. Again, on such short notice, I definitely appreciate it. Always a great visit. Um, I always learn something when our coaches come on, and that's the best part about this. No matter how many times we do this, Paul, there's always something new and exciting that comes out of it. And uh, Rico Blasi is no different. So we appreciate him taking the time to come on. Keep your eyes on the Tommies this season because they will be a force I am 100% sure of to uh, to get through if you're playing them. All well, right. Yeah. Let's take it. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you're right. I mean, little by little, once again, the building process. Absolutely. Piece by piece, you got to get it done. All right. We'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody. Good night.